Sir, Commander Skywalker hasn't come in the south entrance. He might have forgotten to check in. Not likely. Are the speeders ready? Uh, not yet. We're having some trouble adapting them to the cold. We'll have to go out on Tauntaun. Sir, the temperature's dropping too rapidly. That's right. My friend's out in it. I'll cover Sector 12. Your Tauntaun will freeze before you reach the first marker. Then I'll see you in hell. Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hawk, our hosts, Carl LeClaire, Jason Hunt, and Katie Horn, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. <laughs> I've never been so busy before. It seems Christmas arrives sooner each year. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This is episode number 314, Christmas, Christmas still, in the, still in, the in the stars. I'm, as always, from your host, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Yoda and Darth Maul to my Kit Fisto, we have Carla LeClaire and Katie Horn. <laughs> yes, our favorite Force users, just what we wanted for Christmas. <laughs> and, and... They're all green and red. Perfect. (laughs) Merry Sithmas to all. (laughs) Merry Sithmas to all. And to all, please die. Um, (laughs) This will be a Christmas log remembered. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I am... Talking Star Wars and Christmas, my two favorite things in all the world. Um, I'm so excited. Oh, Katie with her Darth Maul. <laughs> Is that a pillow? No, it's the, a plush. The, giant yeah, Zoom Zoom. Yeah, it's a giant Darth Maul Zoom Zoom. He's so squishy. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> um, so we we are – you know what's crazy? As we record this, we are literally one week away from Christmas, which is is ridiculous. It, as three PO says, it does seem to come faster each year. Uh, yes, it does. Um, and <laughs> you know, it's becoming like a uh, um, kind of an annual tradition between you and I, Jason, in the past, where we just love to talk about some of our favorite memories about Star Wars surrounding the Christmas experience. Because, of course, growing up a Star Wars fan, you can't help but think about some of those great Christmas mornings and, and how Star Wars infused so many of them. But we've never had Katie to have this discussion before, and I'm so excited to hear some of your Christmas Star Wars stories on the episode, Katie. Um, so excited to share them, Carl. Yeah, and, and obviously this is the first Christmas season in a couple of years that we don't have a Star Wars movie to talk about. Um, yeah. And, oh. uh, but that's okay because we have three of them to look back on. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, – <laughs> But uh, I'm so excited to get into all of that with both of you. Um, but before we do, before we get into all the nitty gritty of this Christmas still in the stars, I got to give we've all got to give a big shout out of thanks to two recent iTunes reviews from J, J.K. Dodo, which is a great name. And you guys, Jason, you're going to love this one. Jawa Juice, number one fan. Um, <laughs> you want a cup of Jawa Juice? Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so we <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dex. 
Oh, my dog is working outside my window. Um, (laughs) Something to see you, honey. (laughs) Jedi by the looks of him. (laughs) Yes. So oh, thank you, thank you to both J.K. Dodo and Jawa Juice Number One fan. Thank you both for your for your very kind reviews on on the iTunes um, store. That's super helpful for the show. Um, also, always wonderful to hear that that folks are enjoying what we're doing. And um, both of you pointed out the the just the fun and positivity the show brings. And uh, hopefully we've always brought that, but Katie, you've really brought such an added dynamic to that. So we've we've been so fortunate to have you these past several months, and and so excited to have you moving forward. And and, and I'm sorry, guys, but after right after you left those reviews, we have decided to stop having all fun on this podcast. Um, Christmas is our final fun podcast. Right. New Year, we're going to be all serious and yeah. and, and nothing but torture. Sour. What? Uh, yes. Yeah. Wait, that's- <laughs> That's the most fun you can have in Star Wars is the torture rack. <laughs> yeah. So moving forward, episodes will be titled They Never Ask Me Any Questions, Part 1 through 100. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. So before people run screaming for the hills, um, we also had a really exciting poll from two episodes ago. Obviously, last week we were fortunate, Katie and I, to, to host um, our friend Bobby Gordon, who brought the great topic of the will of the forest. We had a, such a great discussion last week and all of us mm-hmm. having such unique points of view. And I, and I still still love just learning from both of you. And um, that was a lot of fun last week. But uh, Jason, I'm glad you're back and, with and- us. Um, and Bobby, I'm super, I'm super bummed. I wasn't able to make it for that. I'm, I hope you guys had a blast, and uh, I can't wait to to listen to that episode because Bobby's always been very involved with us on our social media and stuff, and he always has great things to say. So I, I, I'm very disappointed I missed that episode, but I had a previously scheduled engagement. So, <laughs> well, I think Bobby anyway. would say, "Cheerio, Jason. Don't worry about it." <laughs> <laughs> Bobby's like, I'm done with this show. Yeah, (laughs) He's going to go to our Patreon page. He's going to be like, how do I get them to send me money? (laughs) (laughs) They owe me now. (laughs) They owe me now. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, so this week, again, we're all we're all back to talk some Christmas cheer. But we had a poll from from a couple weeks ago uh, where we asked all of you what your favorite force power was. And uh, Jason, what said the Larians? Well, they said quite a bit here, so uh, I shall get started. In fourth place with one vote each, um, somebody mentioned just general force sensitivity uh, is something that they always really enjoyed. Uh, force jump, force speed, uh, the force freeze that Kylo uses in uh, Force Awakens The Last Jedi, uh, connection to animals like Ezra has. Oh, by the way, uh, I want to give a quick shout out. That was from the Ace Jedi, who's her name is Emily. She's the president of the Star Wars Club at the college I work at. Oh, so, oh. Got to give her a quick shout out. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, you got, yeah. A, got a quick well, shout so, out there. I didn't even think about that one though. But she, you know, you're so right, Kylo Ren voice. You're so right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the last one with one vote uh, was the the Force Portal that we got in uh, Rebels um, that we had in the the Jedi temples and stuff where. Okay. That's right. The Soka we're running through and everything. Well, okay, Pappy. Um, <laughs> in third place with two votes each, we have uh, precognition, the you know ability to see things before they happen. It's a uh, Jedi trait. Yes, it's why a, it appears why he appears to have such quick reflexes. Exactly. <laughs> um, for Skype, 
Uh, which I love the fact that that is now a technical term amongst the Star Wars fan. <laughs> um, Force Choke, uh, which I believe was yours, Katie. I'm the only one who voted for Force Choke. No, oh, wait, no, had, no, 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 no. You had a buddy. Yeah. Doing it with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then the last one with two votes was, and I had to put this on here as its own because we had a couple people who said it. Cutting fruit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Master Obi Wan would be very grumpy if he saw this. <laughs> he would. He'd be very grumpy that they even made, managed to get it on the poll results. Uh, Obi Obi was just mad because he can't do it. That's like you know that's chosen le- one level force yeah. power. Not right anybody there. can can force cut fruit. I mean that's yeah. that is a gift, my friends. Like. <laughs> That's what that's what convinced the Jedi Council. They're like, oh, he's the chosen one. <laughs> Look at it. oh, we we haven't had a fruit salad in nine thousand years. <laughs> that's oh, so true, so true. They're just they just want some fruit. What's what's so wrong with that? And the oh answer gosh. is nothing. There's just like the scurvy academic, <laughs> epidemic in, in, in the Jedi Council is just terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh, anyway. here we go, guys. Here we go. Yeah. Master Obi Wan caught me doing this, he'd be very grumpy. <laughs> so very grumpy. Oh my gosh. Oh, compose yourself, Jason. Compose yourself. <sighs> Moving on. Um, in second place with five votes each, we have uh, three here uh, Force Projection, what Luke does in The Last Jedi, The Jedi Mind Trick, and mm. my personal favorite, Force Lightning. Unlimited power, full power of the dark side. Remember, remember Um, uh, Celebration Anaheim when Ian McDiarmid walked out during the panel that he was on with Warwick Davis, and he just came out doing that with his hands. That was so (laughs) funny. Oh, he's such a riot. The crowd was going nuts and cheering, and he just walks out and stops, strike a pose, and starts electrocuting the audience with his fingers, <laughs> and the crowd went nuts. Yeah. It was so good. Uh, they were um, all so excited to pay for their lack of vision. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. You and all then... need glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then the number one force power, according to our uh, Larians here, is telekinesis, and that includes things like force push and pull and lifting things, and somebody even said the ability to turn your light off from your bed. Um, and so, mind bullets! Yes! <laughs> mind bullets. It's telekinesis, Carl! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one you voted for, right, Carl? Yeah, you know it. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I gosh. think I've told you guys this story before. There, the, um, in the uh, the Young Jedi Knights series back in the, it, it came out in like late '90s. I want to say it started in '97, probably ran through '98, '99. Written by Kevin J. Anderson, um, and it, it it tracks the story of like Jason and Jaina Solo at mm-hmm. Luke's Jedi Academy on Yavin Four. And in the second book, I always remember this. There's this one boy who falls to the dark side, but he's in this like dark side, like dark Jedi. There, there weren't Sith, which I always appreciate. They weren't Sith. They were dark Jedi. He's in the dark Jedi Academy, and he's trying to make a candle go out. 
and he's like his inner monologue is like, okay, I know that with the force you have to visualize it happening. So he's sitting there visualizing making the candle go out, and eventually he's able to do it. I, guys, I can't tell you how many times at night I, I, I was like 13 at the time. I would lay in bed and I would leave my door purposely propped open. And I would just try to keep visioning it closing, and I could never do it. <laughs> I was, oh man! Uh, yeah, I, was I think bummed. everybody's done that. I think everybody's either done that with the doors or with the remote. Yeah, the, the remote. The yeah. <laughs> Although I, I will say, out of habit, because I've done it so many times, every time I walk through an automatic door, I wave my hand. Oh, how can you not? Yeah. Oh, yep. Yep. Same. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have to. You gotta. I mean, I I can see why the telekinesis won, and that would have been my vote if it weren't for force lightning. I I do have a little dark side in me, and 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 Palpatine really brings it out. So force lightning <laughs> is my jam. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I I voted for the force choke because uh, I I really like in Star Wars: The Old Republic when you use the force <laughs> choke, you lift. So what you do is you lift up your opponent, and then you can use your lightsaber to break them open like a pinata it's uh, it's so satisfying <laughs> <laughs> nothing else in the game is quite so satisfying as like you know the human death pinata <laughs> <laughs> that was not where i thought that was going to go but thank you for that katie I you're very it. welcome <laughs> oh. yeah. well there you go yes. there you have it <laughs> our our favorite forest powers according to the wampas Lair podcast so uh Creators of Star Wars, more telekinesis, more lightning, more for Jedi mind tricks. Because yes. more, more pinatas. So, because you because you always love yelling, you know, like giving shout outs and homages to the Old Republic, which is like mm-hmm. obviously your favorite Star Wars game. Um, I got to say, my my earliest favorite Star Wars game was Tie Fighter. Did either of you ever play that? No. Well, there no, is. A- I played. I played. The uh, Rogue Squadron game, which I know is similar, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, TIE Fighter, not, I mean, it looks terrible because I mean, it was an old <laughs> game. But there is a great cutscene where there's this traitor character. He's on the Empire, but he's a traitor to the, and he, you know, defects to the Rebellion. I'm going to play this little cutscene of Vader force choking him. I always love this cutscene. There's something wrong with me. But here, I'm going to play this Uh-oh. really quick. <gasps> I'm excited. We have a matter to discuss. What is the location of your fleet? <laughs> Now you shall pay for your treachery. How awesome! Right? Oh my god! How intense is that? (laughs) Dear Lord! (laughs) Yeah. What a power move! Oh my god! (laughs) Wow. Uh, I like how he's asking questions, but he's not really expecting an answer because he's already choking the guy. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) <laughs> had to give that quick uh, shout out to Tie Fighter. Um, oh, I, I will say though, uh, the the Rogue Squadron game, I played the the mess out of that, and I love that game so much. If I if I could get it to work on my new computer, I would. Um, your so. new computer is probably too good for it. So. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thank you everybody. Obviously, again for for writing in and participating in the poll. Um, always love having all of your feedback. Um, this is perfect because uh, we are we're, we're all going to take next week off uh, because it's the actual week of Christmas, and we'll all be busy doing things with with friends and family. So this will be the last recorded episode of um, yeah, it'll probably be the last recorded episode of the year. Uh, we might get one more in quick before the end of the actual year, but 
Next week, we will be taking the week off. Um, but th- at the end of this episode, we will be playing the final episode of the A New Hope radio drama, which is titled Force and Counterforce. So, again, if you've been following along, stick around for the end of the episode to, to hear the finale of the A New Hope radio drama. Um, and, of course, if you'd like us to continue with the Empire Strikes Back radio drama in the new year, just let us know. Um, you know, it, all, it takes, all it takes is one of you. So as long as we get one person to say, I want it, I'll give it to you. That's <laughs> yes. <weird. laughs> oh, my gosh. I've been waiting. I've been waiting like two weeks, you guys. I've been waiting to talk about that last episode with you guys. Oh, you mean where Han's <laughs> taking a bath? <laughs> yeah, is he just taking a bath? You know, what's up with that scene? I listen. Is- I literally <laughs> rewound and listened to that scene over and over again, Katie. For that, per- cause I I just never thought of it. I feel like he's got his shirt off, like washing his face. Like I don't feel like he's full on showering. I don't know why. The- I just get the impression because he's like, oh, hand me a towel. What? Oh, my shirt will do. I don't know why, but I feel like he's. Because I don't feel like he's there naked. I feel like he's got his trousers on, but he like took his shirt off to just like wash his face. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's, that's. I think that's what I always had in my head too. Question. Okay. Question. All right. So the scene opens up. This is when this is when Luke comes in to to give Han a hard time about leaving the rebellion, and he's going to try to convince him to stay. Right. Yeah. So the scene starts. And there's just like a lot of splashing water, like far too much splashing water, I would think, for washing your face. But okay. And then it is the radio. It is the radio. So I'm like, so I'm listening to this and I'm all like, is he just in the bathtub? And then I'm like, you know, I chuckle to myself and I'm like, I'm just going to pretend he's in the bathtub because that's hilarious. So then like (laughs) Luke comes in and they have a whole argument. And then like Chewie's just like roaring in the background, like the whole time. And I'm like, and I'm like, is Chewie like telling him to put some clothes on? I don't know. But then Leia comes in, and Han's all like, "Ah, oh, give me a towel. Ah, oh, my shirt will do." And I'm like, he was totally in the back. Like, why did he be like, "Give me a towel"? Wait, my shirt will do. It's because he needed to cover himself. He, need, you know, like. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to find the clip really quick. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's possible. If I was smart, I would have written down a timestamp for you. I know, I should have too. I'm afraid we have a time for it. It's in the end, I think. I went too far. Oh, I want. I. Opened the wrong. Oh, did you pick the wrong? I picked episode? the wrong episode. I'm an idiot. I know which one it is. I picked the one from two ago. My bad. Um, let's see. No, I picked the right one. Case for rebellion. Yeah. I don't know. It's like it got all mixed up or something. Hold on. I don't know. Sorry, we won't be able to. I, I don't know if I'll be able to find it. But. Yeah. Well, people could go back and listen, but but yeah. Yeah. Like it's all it's all mixed up for some reason when I'm opening oh, it. Weird. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just saying. Like a lot of factors came together to like paint this word picture in my head of Han Solo just like in the tub, or just like he just came out of the shower or something, and <laughs> and then Leia walks in and he's like, "Whoa, hang on. Where's my towel? No shirt." <laughs> Wow, okay. my shirt will do. Yeah, just like just like him, just like standing there arguing with Luke, being naked the whole time. Why not? Why yeah. not? <laughs> I never went there, but you know, you make a compelling argument. Um, 
Yeah, no, uh, it's, but it's a great, I mean, that's a great moment where Luke does try to convince him. And then Han tries to convince Leia to tell Luke not to join up with the fighters, yeah. right? Because, like, I think he, I mean, he genuinely cares about Luke. He sincerely mm-hmm. thinks Luke will die if he goes into this fight. So he tries to convince Leia to convince Luke not to go. Yeah, because um, he's like Luke's, like you know, the the average life of a of a you know new green, pilot yeah, is, is like two it's minutes. Like a yeah, minutes. yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's like, yeah, like that Luke's gonna die. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Han really cares for Luke by the end. Does. By the end of that that story, yeah. it's so good. He's uh, a good and, guy. And I, don't think like, I don't think he doesn't care about Leia, but I think he predominantly cares about Luke. Yes. Um, especially because Luke loses Obi-Wan and um, yeah, like the, he really mu- he really has that mentor role. I think he wants mm-hmm. to be the mentor for Luke. Um, you know, yeah. I, I even love it. I mean, he does it in the radio drama, but also like I love that part in the movie where he's just like, why don't you come with us? You're good in a fight. We could use you. Right. Like yeah. he genuinely means it. I mean, it's the same thing he kind of offers to Ray in Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. So. Man, I love Han Solo. He's a good guy. He's he is a good, good guy. guy. He's a very <laughs> good guy. Um, so, you know, guys, I I want to talk some Christmas memories with you. Yes. Um, but, yes. Katie, but Katie, I'm gonna I want you to kick the conversation off because I know nothing about some of your Christmas <laughs> memories. So, I, anything, anything you want to share, whether it's like some some <laughs> like great stuff that you got on Christmas when you back in the day, or even recently, or just like fun memories about Christmas and how they're like wedded to your Star Wars experience. Anything. <laughs> the sky's the limit. I, let's go, Katie. I want to hear about it. Well, my, my very first Christmas with my beloved, um, uh, gosh, we were, this was like back in college. Um, I, you know, I went over to his parents' house and this is like two weeks before Christmas or something. And um, it, we turn on HBO and there's, the movie Unaccompanied Minors, Christmas classic Unaccompanied Minors, about a bunch of like kids in an airport on Christmas Day, and they okay. and then they run amok, you know, because they're unaccompanied. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, and he actually like wants to watch it. I'm like, you like this movie? You want to watch it? He's like, Oh yeah, this is my favorite Christmas movie. I've seen it six times. And so, like, as a joke, I order a copy of Unaccompanied Minors. And then, like, the next day, Jingle All the Way comes on HBO. Yes. The one with with Tiny Anakin Skywalker. And I get, like, so excited. I'm like, this is my favorite. Like, this is amazing. And he's like, yeah, this one's mine, too. And I'm like, what? Like, he's not not kidding. He's like, what? Oh, the Unaccompanied? No, what? He's like, no, I was totally just kidding. Like, he just, like, straight-faced was like, I've seen it six times. He's like, I've never seen that movie before. What are you talking about? I'm like, oh, no. Because I had just, like, on my phone, like, ordered a copy of Unaccompanied Minors. So now a copy of Unaccompanied Minors is coming. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Terrific. This is when it's, you make it a gag gift. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I actually, we both, like, we had so much fun watching Jingle All the Way and, like, you know, making Arnold Schwarzenegger and Star Wars jokes. Like, you know, it was something we both, like, genuinely enjoyed. So then, of course, like... Like, I, then I ordered a copy of Jingle All the Way. Put that cookie down! No! Yes! <laughs> yes. It's so oh. oh my gosh. Uh, so, the very first Christmas gift I ever gave my beloved was a copy of Jingle All the Way and also Unaccompanied Minors for reasons. Amazing. <laughs> we don't have the copy of Unaccompanied Minors anymore, but we still have Jingle All the Way. I love uh, the, Jingle All the Way is typically the first Christmas movie I watch. 
in my Christmas yeah. movie like rewatch around the holiday season. I've already watched it once this year, and I remember texting my one of my closest friends is a huge huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, so I just like <laughs> texted him a picture from when I was watching it, and he just goes, he goes, you know, the only person that could have actually created the Chosen One was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, like, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys think? Do you think that the Darth Vader costume is based on the Turbo Man? Do you think that? Oh. that- Definitely. Anakin was like, like my father before me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be Turbo Man. Like my father before me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. I haven't watched it yet this year. I plan oh, to. I'm I want to live tweet it like so bad. <laughs> right, here you go, guys. Here you go. Just This isn't Star Wars, but I don't care. Ice cookies are out of this world. What a... Who told you you can eat my cookies? Mm. Oh, these cookies. I got to get the red from Les. Put that cookie down now. <laughs> I love oh, it. I'm so excited. It has been a full calendar year since I've watched that movie. I can, You know what I mean? It's one of those things that's like you got to wait till Christmas. It's like it's January, but you got to wait. <laughs> you got to wait until December. And like, oh, I'm so excited. Oh, uh, just hearing that clip, like I started like to salivate a little, like in my mouth. I'm like, oh, I'm so hungry. Who for told you can eat life. my cookies? <laughs> I really like. I love the scene with the Santa with the with the candy cane. Mm. <laughs> oh. it's such a good movie. I love I'm that getting, movie. Getting too excited. I'm getting. Oh my gosh. Katie is oh. about ready to hyperventilate over here. A little <laughs> bit. Oh, I just. I feel like I just want to like jump out of my chair. <laughs> And I think that was that was um, and that was the first big film Jake Lloyd was in because that came out the Christmas before because um, it came out Christmas of ninety eight so yep. that's obviously right like six months before Phantom Menace came out um, mm-hmm. so and really sadly Phil Hartman who was in the clip we just watched he was killed by his wife like oh. three months after they fil- finished filming that movie Aww. so it's just it's really sad. sad yeah it was really sad um, oh man. Ugh, great oh, i love jingle all the way i kind of want to go watch uh, that tonight now i, I love jake lloyd <laughs> he's yeah so he's precious. really good at Making that. arnold and star wars jokes uh, Ugh, you know what fun. i feel like i feel like you know all of that anger and pain that anakin like carries around with him in the later movies it's it's all because arnold schwarzenegger missed his karate <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just never, he never let it go. Like that's what he see. Like if he, you know, if Anakin had gone into the dark side tree, you know, like Luke, what, you know, yeah. what would have stepped out of the shadows would have been like Turbo Man, and yeah. been all like, I didn't make it to your karate match. I'm <laughs> yeah. never gonna come. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh. <laughs> um. Who do you think? Who do you think would win in a match between uh, Darth Vader and Turbo Man? <laughs> I mean, Turbo Man's got the jetpack. Yeah, he's got the jetpack and he's got the turbo rays. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be close, to be completely honest. If Vader could get in close, I think Vader wins for sure. But if, if I feel like Turbo, turbo Man could keep him at bay with the jetpack and the turbo rays. And he's got that, like, sling, the slingshot, you know, not the slingshot, the uh, boomerang. You know, he'll knock Vader's lightsaber out of his hand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Put that lightsaber down now! <laughs> you know, who, you know who does an incredible Arnold is Sam Witwer. Sam oh, yeah. Witwer's Arnold Sam- is freaking hilarious. 
Uh, um, what I wouldn't give to watch that movie with Sam Witwer. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Witwer's Arnold Schwarzenegger is so perfect and yet just enough over the top yes. that it's absolutely undeniably hilarious and incredible. So it's like he could do a legit Arnold, but he pushes it just a little bit over yeah, to make it very comedic. Yes. Yeah. And it's so good. It's so good. He, he Sam Witwer used to be on Rebel Force Radio back in the day doing the film commentaries with the guys. And Sam Sam Witwer obviously did honestly did most of the talking during the 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 um the movie um commentaries. Thank you. And it was great cuz he he has such a mind for Star Wars. Um, yeah, but a lot of times at the end he's of them, BFFs with with Dave Filoni, so they yeah. talk Star Wars all the time. Yeah. But the funny thing oh, is, Sam gosh. Witwer would often at the end of the movie he'd go into his Arnold voice because he he talked about how like when Arnold Schwarzenegger would do audio commentaries on movies he was in, he's like he's the worst at it. Like he literally just tells you what you're seeing, like. You know, like, so, he, like, I remember for The Force Awakens when he's like, and now you see these stormtroopers and they're, they're getting off the ship, you see, yeah, and they're, they're shooting that gun, the pew pew, you know. <laughs> like, he just, he does Arnold doing commentary of the movie, and it's just so hilarious. Sam Witwer is such a gift. If, oh, if Star is. Wars wants to, like, if they want to give me, like, a Christmas present, just CC me on all of Sam Witwer and Dave Filoni's text messages. Just, you know? <laughs> yes, like, I don't please. need to be part of that text chain because, honestly, like, I would dominate the text chain. I'd be all, like, you know? But if, if I could just watch. <laughs> if I could just watch them two talk to each other, that's... Uh, oh, my god, Top of my Christmas list. <laughs> um, Did you get... Do you guys remember the Star Wars show last year did a did a Christmas special and like the, the intro for Sam Witwer was him like eating cookies out of a Darth Maul cookie jar? It was so cute. No, oh, <laughs> so I didn't cute. see that. Oh, he's so fun. He's oh, man, such a that. riot. Yeah, I did not see that. Um, that was <laughs> Now, uh, Jason, what about you? You yeah. got you you want to share a memory with us? Oh man, I I, I feel like I. I I come so underwhelmingly prepared uh, for this because a lot of my Star Wars memories, my big ones, are around my birthday because my birthday is in May. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah I feel that. I'm in and, March, so it's the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's and, – and I live down south, and so we don't have Hoth in the wintertime, you know, <laughs> like, like Arl does. Um, so I, a lot of my stuff is just like, you know – getting star wars presents or things like that i've recently started getting star wars ornaments um yes. and incorporating them into the family christmas tree and stuff like that so i've got r2d2 with reindeer antlers and <laughs> bb8 and 3po's head and you know um that kind of stuff so i i'm enjoying adding that to, to the uh the christmas tradition so to speak um but actually um, I think one of my favorite Christmas traditions now that is that has come about the last several years uh, is the fact that we do a Christmas episode every year on the Wampus Lair. <laughs> Love it! So, <laughs> oh my gosh! It's almost like it's it's like yes, Christmas has finally arrived. The Wampus Lair has done their episode, their Christmas episode. <laughs> That's a nice Christmas. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> 
the last several years, yeah, it's like it, it's sort of like has to be part of the whole menagerie of what goes on at Christmas because everybody's got like their list of traditions that has to happen at Christmas time. You know, the whether it's the type of tree you get, what ornaments go up when, and you know, everyone has their order of things: what movies they watch, what carols they sing, where they go, what lights they see. Um, and now added to my list is Wampa's Lair Christmas episode. You know. <laughs> so, <laughs> It's I, honestly, it, it makes me happy because Carl is such like a, a diehard Christmas fan and I love Christmas too, but my Christmas and my Star Wars don't really mix the way his do. So mm-hmm. I just love the fact that we get to talk Christmas and Star Wars at the same time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that, that's kind of the, the new thing that's been coming around is, is now doing this episode as part of my Christmas tradition. So I love it. Yeah. Um, well, I don't care. I'm going to be nostalgic and tell things that I've already told before because I don't care. I want to tell Do them it. again. I love yeah. it. It's been a, it's um, been a year. Carl. So yeah, I'm, it's, I'm, it's, well, it's tradition. What did yeah, Jason just say? Exactly. It's tradition. Tradition. Um, <laughs> tradition. <laughs> I was going to sing it if you weren't. So. <laughs> tradition. Tradition. I don't know what that is. It's Fiddler on the what? Roof. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen Fiddler on the Roof? No, I've never seen it. Okay, well, now I we have, have a new tradition. Well, <laughs> I have seen Jingle All the Way, if that counts for anything. Yes, Jingle, yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> uh, we should have titled this episode Jingle in the Stars. Oh, um, my gosh. Next year. Oh, next, next year. Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, that down somewhere. So, like, well, like you would look, Jingle All the Way commentary. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yes. But we should commentate it as if it's a Star Wars film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shoot! That's a great idea, guys. Oh, I'm, wait, when did when does Gardula the Hut show up? <laughs> <laughs> now she already lost in betting on yeah the pod, the, the pod races. No. You're a slave. <laughs> I'm a person, and my name is Anakin. And it's Christmas, so don't ask me that question. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I celebrate Life Day. Um, <laughs> oh, Anakin, Anakin, one of I got, <laughs> uh, Anakin, I got your um. Christmas list here. All you wrote was uh, freedom. Yeah, I yeah. you, you didn't write anything else. Then there's a, but there's a weird PS at the bottom that says Turbo Man. <laughs> <laughs> he wants his freedom and a Turbo Man action figure. That's it. <laughs> yes. Oh <my> <laughs> um. So anyway, no. I think like well, like you alluded to, Jason. Obviously, I grew up like in I've always lived my entire life in the Northeast and growing up in upstate New York, we always had snow around Christmas time when I was a kid, you know, before global warming was in full swing. And now it's rare to have a white Christmas. Um, but I just remember running like literally playing in the woods. We had all these woods behind our house and we had this kind of, it was an old Creek bed that ran through the back of the woods and it was like already like a naturally made trench that we always pretend were, were the trenches on echo base we had these little we had this long toboggan that we pretended was our rebel transport so um my brothers and i would always take down these like huge sticks that fell off the trees you know during the winter we'd set them up like ion cannons and turbo lasers and just pretend that the ATATs were coming at us and as soon as they broke through our lines we'd hop on the toboggan and fly down the hill and you know run for our lives like that was always just such a fun memory and then um i remember like the the couple weeks before the christmas in 90 i think it was 95 or 9 well, it must have been 96 because it was my first full year as a star wars fan we got this whole, we got a horrible blizzard in in new york um and uh 
I remember just having these massive snow mounds on either side of our driveway, and we literally built an echo base into one of them, and we actually brought out like pails of water to like throw on top of the, st- the like this um, seats we made so that they'd freeze and like we had these these seats and we had these computer terminals that we like made out of ice and um, it oh, was just so like cool. it was so much fun that's legit you haven't told us that part before. yeah that's really yeah cool. it was, it was a re- my my older brother was was really really creative with that sort of stuff um, oh, wow. I just I was just the bucket boy I just got him so <laughs> I got a s- strong connection to broom boy um, so <laughs> Um, you know, like that was always, that was always a lot of fun. And, and I know I've shared this memory before Jason, but I used to love playing with my action figures in the Christmas tree. Um, and I just pretended that it was uh bright tree village from return of the Jedi. And I just, I love playing with my figures in there and like pretending like these are the, you know, these massive trees from Endor and having reenacting the battle of Endor next to the nativity under the tree. (laughs) Sorry, baby Jesus. Um, but (laughs) just fighting freedom. You you gotta protect him now. That's part of the, the, the the added bonus of Christmas time. Yeah. Um, but like, and especially like my, my, my first year of fandom, like I, before I had any of the movies on, on home release that first year, um, Star Wars, they would always play them on on the Sci-Fi Channel before it was – when it was actually Sci-Fi spelled correctly as opposed to now. Um, oh, right. Yeah. The Sci-Fi Channel every year at Christmas time would play the Star Wars trilogy. And we'd, it seemed like every year for two straight years – well, th- two or three straight years running, Empire would always be on while we were decorating the Christmas tree or Return of the Jedi. A New Hope – we always seem to miss a New Hope. Um, <laughs> but uh, we would be decorating the tree watching Empire Return of the Jedi. So I just have these – really fond memories of, you know, like whenever we were creating like this Christmas cheer that like Star Wars was attached to it um, and like watching the Battle of Hoth on the, on you know, you know, the, the weekend before Christmas and then watching the snow come down outside the window and then knowing the next morning I could get up and go play Battle of Hoth. <laughs> it was great. Oh, that's so cool. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It is. Yeah. And I guess one of the things that's really, you know, sort of, you know, become become a Star Wars Christmas tradition now is that we've been getting movies coming out in the last couple of years that that you know yeah, yeah. are coming out like <laughs> like the week before Christmas or two weeks before Christmas. It's like oh, now I can mix my Star Wars and Christmas together. Um, so that's that's a lot of fun, and I love doing that. I love, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But Katie, do you have any other Star Wars Christmas stories that you have that you want to bring to the podcast? I don't know. Um, not from not from growing up, kind of like you, Jason. Uh, yeah, Star Wars was was more of a birthday and summer thing when I was growing up. I remember really specifically um, in 2001 when uh, the Darth Maul Shadow Hunter book was coming out. That came out in February, and my birthday's in March. And I was like, "You got there's a Darth Maul book. There's a Darth Maul book." And like, and. Uh, I got it, you know, for my birthday. Like I knew I was going to because that was like all I asked for. I was like, please, somebody get me the Darth Maul book and like being able to open it on my birthday. Like I, I have such a clear memory and being like so excited. And I'm like, everybody go away. Leave me alone. Party's over. I got to read this book. <laughs> like, I was going to ask. I was going to ask, you know, did the rest of the party even happen after that? No, it's just like everybody get out. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> but uh, so more, my uh, my Christmas memories for, of Star Wars now, yeah, are all tied into um, the the more recent stuff, um, especially because um, most of my um, you know all of the Christmas stuff I've collected now, like as an adult, is all like <laughs> the Force Awakens stuff. 
uh, my uh, my my stocking is Ray, and my beloved's is Kylo. And I remember when we got them, like the the um we didn't know like what the relationship between Ray and Kylo was. And I remember just like looking at those stockings and thinking, Oh, I, I really hope they're not related. Cause like, <laughs> you know, I really hope they're not brother and sister. Cause like we have all of this Ray and Kylo stuff now. Um, Oh, the very first ornaments that we got were Ray and Kylo ornaments to hang on the tree. And they're always the, the ones I hang up first. Now, <laughs> you know, Ray goes on the tree and then Kylo goes up right next to her. Like adorable. Perfect. My favorite ornaments are Raylo. <laughs> that does not surprise me. Um, uh, but like, you know, with, with like me identifying with Ray and my beloved identifying with Kylo and us like having all this Ray and Kylo Christmas stuff, I'm just like, oh, I really, I really hope they're not brother and sister. This is going to get so awkward. <laughs> I do remember uh, a couple years ago um, when Rogue One came out. Uh, we finished all of our Christmas, you know, family stuff, and everyone was starting to wind down for the day. And it's like six, seven o'clock at night or whatever. And I'm like, I want to go see Rogue One again. Ooh! And so I talked my mom and Dion to go see Rogue One with me on Christmas, and uh, the two of us we we went and and did that. And I was like, yes, this is so great, and she loved it too. So, but Aww. also she cried. Um, uh. But that's expected at Rogue One. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I do remember, you know, talking her into going to go see Rogue One with me. Um, on Christmas. It, it wasn't it didn't take a lot of convincing, um, I will say. <laughs> um, but I, again, I, I do mention I, my love of Star Wars is genetic because of her. Uh, yeah. She saw it 11 times in 1977 when it first came out. So in the theater, yeah, oh. I still have not met you know met that standard, but of course movies stayed in the theater like a whole year <laughs> back then. Oh, back then, sure, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and then they so, had all those re-releases as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, if I don't get it all in within the first month and a half, then that's it. You know, I got to wait for them to come out on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's actually you know that reminds me of uh, when Force Awakens came out. Um, I went Christmas Day that that Christmas Day morning just with my mom, and uh, I, I don't think I'd seen a Star Wars movie in the theaters with my mom since Attack of the Clones. Which, granted, the only other one between that was Revenge of the Sith, but <laughs> um, and uh, it's still, it's a long time. Yeah, yeah, and like I went with my mom on Christmas morning, and I ordered the tickets online before I went back to New York um, to visit because I was like, oh, you know, obviously this is like Christmas day. Like people go to the movies on Christmas. It'll probably be close to sold out. You know, it only been out for a little over a week at that point. It was my mom, me, um, a father, his two little boys, and then like one other person in the entire theater. Um, and I will say this when like, it was really fun watching my mom, specifically the moment when, you know, the lightsaber flies past Kylo and Ray catches it. My mom literally jumped up out of her seat and, and <gasps> cheered, yeah. Like, she yeah. loved Ray. And, like, and, and I'm not trying to, like, make this all, like, about, like, gender issues or anything. But I do – I really do think, like, there's such a powerful statement. Yep. And you've really helped me see that even more, Katie, yeah. um, of how powerful – but, like, seeing my mother who's, like, you know, like, in her late 50s, even a woman of like her age, not that she's old, but like somebody like that to jump up and and feel the excitement of that. I don't think she would have yeah. if that had been Finn or even Luke, right? Like, and, mm-hmm. and I think it just like the ability to identify in such a strong way 
with that moment. And like, I love that moment from the first time yeah. I saw it. I thought it was incredible. But like yeah. watching my mom take that in is like a, you know, a 58 year old woman jumping up and going, yeah, like yeah. I'd never seen my mom do that before in a movie. And it was, it right. was really, really cool. Um, and cause uh, I can, yeah, I can only yeah. imagine what that's, you know, cause I, I, I doubt very much that she, that your mom has been able to see heroes that look like her, you know, yeah. the, the way we do now, right. you know, and to be finally represented in that way and see yourself as that kind of hero in, in star Wars in star yeah. Wars. Yeah. It's like, wow. Well, wow. That, that's one of <laughs> wow. the reasons why my mom <laughs> Yeah, uh, fell in love with Star Wars back in '77. Was we? Oh, yeah, she yeah. got that with Leia, you know. Right. So it's like, yeah. um, it's been doing that. Star Wars has been kind of doing that ever since mm-hmm. the word go, and it's really kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, to not to the extent that it's doing it now, but it's always sort of been one of the leading edges. Um, in pop culture right oh, yeah. when it comes to that sort of thing absolutely yeah um now no can i ask you guys this kind of yeah. switch, switching gears a little bit um you know again i, I know we'll, we'll kind of close out by talking about some of our you know star wars christmas movie memories because of the fact that we've gotten a star wars movie at christmas for the last three years but you know Star Wars fandom is so wrapped up in toys, right? Like, uh, you know, the yes. experience of being a Star Wars fan for so many Star Wars fans, not all, but so many Star Wars fans, right? Clearly, like, part of being a Star Wars fan is participating in the films by playing with the toys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are there any particular Star Wars toys, again, like from, from the past or up till now, that you remember getting at Christmas time that particularly wowed you or particularly that, that still sit with you now? Jason, you're yes. moving a lot. What you got for me, bud? Yes. Oh, no. Jason looks so excited, you guys. <laughs> that, like, legit, this is one of the, the big Christmas gift memories I remember. And this was, ooh, gosh. This might have been 2006, maybe 2008, somewhere around there. Between uh, 2006, 2008, I think. I'm not sure. Um, um, but... I got the voice activated R two D two, nice robot that he he's like you know two feet tall and he follows or not two like eighteen inches tall and he voice activated and hey R two and he follows you around and does things and beeps and dances and reacts to characters you know do you remember Darth Vader, you know, you know that kind of thing and um I remember be- that specifically because. Um, my parents, all they got me was this little, was this little tube of paper. I was like, what is this? So I open it up and it's like, this is in the mail. It'll oh. be here in January. So <laughs> I had to wait. And like I knew special. I was getting it, but I had to wait an entire like week and a half before it showed up. Aww. And it got there before we took down the Christmas tree. So my mom was like, all right, get it out. And I had my picture with it by the Christmas tree. So that's like legit one of my favorite things. I don't play with him as much anymore. He's he's I still have him, but he keeps my door open right now uh, because my door closes automatically. It, it, it's like the way it, it just swings closed. Um, he's like he guards my door. He keeps it open when I need it. And he stands by my door when when it's closed. So, yeah, he's he, I see him every day. 
<laughs> I hope he does a better job keeping lookout than he did for Padme at his beginning of Attack of the Clones, bud. Oh, hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> he, she he survived. Had that, he had you'll that recall. first warning. He had that first warning. He, he, he looked around. He's like, what, what's going on? I don't see. He, he looked. There was nothing there when he looked. Thank God so Obi-Wan <laughs> felt it, too. Yeah, well, yeah, right. <laughs> and Anakin's like jumps up on the bed over the top of Padme and yeah. he's like, yeah, lightsaber yeah. and yeah. You know, it's like yeah. that's a sight to wake up to. Sure is. Um, sure is. <laughs> <laughs> I say like I have experience. No. <laughs> Has Nate ever reenacted that scene with yeah. you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 She's getting the evil fingers. She's, you know. I, I feel now is a good time to remind everybody that uh, Nate and I uh, cosplay copiously. <laughs> <laughs> we, have a, we have a lot of Anakin and Padme cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And he's like, he's over six feet tall, right? Yeah, he's 6'4". Yeah. yeah. Was, no, he's real tall. He that's real a tall. real tall dude. Yeah. Oh, can't wait to meet him. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Right? yeah, he's a cool dude. I yeah. like him. I'll be like a foot beneath him. <laughs> I hope so. so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you live with him, so I hope like, you like him. Yeah. He's going to be all like, I thought we were going to meet your friends. Where are they? I don't... Where are they? Oh, they're down there. They're, <laughs> they're these, are my, down. This is my, these are my friends, Wicket and Low Gray. I'll just be poking him in the leg. Yep, yep. It'd be like, like when the I don't remember which Ewok it was, but like they, they hug like Han's leg, and he's yes, like, that's wicked. "Yeah, that's wicked, that's wicked, yeah, that's wicked, yeah, yeah, yeah." I'd be like, "Oh, congrats, Nate! We are now part of the tribe." <laughs> that's what I always wanted. <laughs> uh, what about you, though, Katie? Is there any um, any particular like Christmas, or, you know, Star Wars item that you got around Christmas time that you remember particularly? Oh gosh, um, and not not like gifts. There's never been like specifically on Christmas. I don't think there's ever been a Star Wars gift where I, I open it and it's like, oh, it's a Star Wars thing. That's cool. Again, that's usually around my birthday. Sure. <laughs> I don't I don't know why. Um, but we do make Star Wars cookies every year. Yeah, All right. that's a that was something that um, uh, Nate's mother started doing. Uh, basically, when I joined the family, um, you know, she would always make sugar cookies uh, for Christmas, but they were always like trees and stars and stuff. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, her her children do like Star Wars, but you know, I, I kind of like bring it out of people because it's what I'm always talking about. <laughs> so it kind of yeah, I've kind of like ignited more Star Wars love within this family. So um, she bought a whole bunch of Star Wars uh, um, cookie cookie cutters. You know, and she bought like a, a Death Star waffle maker. So on Christmas morning, we have Death Star waffles too, and uh, and yeah, and so for um uh, uh in, in the days leading up to Christmas, we'll decorate like as a family. It's really cute. It's really nice to like decorate these Star Wars uh, Christmas cookies. Um, I like to take the stormtrooper helmet ones and and put uh, like three red lines down the side of the face, like Finn. You know, when Finn oh, gets that's the awesome, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. nice. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that cool? That. Yeah. I'll take a picture this year, definitely, yeah, and like definitely. post it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yes. I will. So yeah, that's something that we do for uh, for, for to mix kind of Star Wars with uh, with our yeah. holiday celebrations. A lot yeah, of fun. Definitely. That's so fun. Yeah. Star Wars Christmas cookies and Death Star waffles. I yeah, mean, that's legit. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> waffles in general, but you make a Death Star. Ha. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do love oh, waffles. I love it. I love it. Um, well, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna share one, and um, yeah. So I always got a lot of Star Wars gifts at Christmas time, um, and uh, but there was one year I particularly remember because we we have it on videotape. Um, how, 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 <laughs> I hope we still have it on videotape. I don't know that we still do. I feel like. Uh, might have gotten lost in the last few years but there's a um one year uh it's the year that the special editions came out and that year for christmas i got um the you know the jedi luke in his black outfit but again my my early experience with star wars was always um you know a catalyst of my cousins ricky and andrew my my cousin rick was a few years older than i it still is shockingly um and uh he would you know he, you mean you haven't caught up to him yet i haven't caught up yet no so it's ridiculous Damn. um but uh he he was kind of the the one who always told you like what was the ins and outs of the star wars collector's world and Ooh. that Luke Jedi, when he came out, you know, he was created in like I've all in black, just like you know in the film. But actually, if you look at it, the film, when he sh- strolls into Jabba's palace, he actually has a brown. His his tabers are brown. Um, mm. It's brown and black. So they made like apparently like a limited few of them just with Luke Jedi in brown. And yeah. my cousin's like, that's the rare one. Like it's worth so much money. So that Christmas morning when I opened it and it was Luke Jedi and Brown, it's me on camera just screaming, Luke Jedi and Brown, Luke Jedi and Brown. <laughs> and like, I'm so excited. Now the crazy thing is you can buy that on eBay now for like $7. Like it's not worth anything. Um, oh but, uh, that's so cute though. but I, I got so excited. And the next gift I opened was the Han and Jabba beast pack, you know, cause they obviously have the no. Jabba scene from the special edition. I loved that, and like I immediately like ran into the kitchen, got the scissors, cut that box right open. I I had Jabba wiggling around the floor all morning, and also yes. that year I got a subscription to the Star Wars Insider. Um, so I was like, it was just, uh, it was just so much fun. And I remember his. I'm. I feel like most people can sympathize with this. The night Christmas night, like you know, the night that Christmas is coming to a close. I remember as a kid was like one of the most depressing feelings ever. Right, the Aww. magic's gone. Like you've Aww. opened all your presents. Like everything, yeah. you know, the excitement of it is it, it's gone now. Um, and I will say, like the Christmas spirit. Like I feel like I enjoy it so much more as an adult in some ways because it's you know, it's not just about presents anymore. Yeah. Um, but I remember that specific year, though. I had this these new magazines to read. I had these new toys to play with. I also got the the Jedi Academy trilogy that year, which I wanted more than anything. Oh wow! So like all night, I was just reading Star Wars stuff and playing with my toys. It was I remember it was the the one of the only Christmas nights as a kid where I wasn't depressed that night. So <laughs> that's awesome. I did just remember. Yeah, the the Jedi Apprentice series, the you know about like fourteen year old Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I got a couple of those on Christmas once. My sister and I, like we both got some, you know, like and I yeah, and then I remember um yeah like that evening both of us were like reading the books and then trading with each other so that we could you know read <laughs> read the ones that the other one got, you know That's yeah awesome. I remember that. How could I have forgotten about that? That was so special. <laughs> like, you know, reading a book and my sister's reading one and then we both finish and we trade. Like, that was really cool. Yeah. When we were kids. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I remember those books. I, yeah, that was my, my early library lurker days were spent reading a lot of those books. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was little. Uh, I've never read any of those, actually, which I should because well, I love Qui-Gon. 
I mean, they're, they they are for kids, you sure, know. Like they, kind they of are, you know, they're yeah, yeah, they're young reader novels, but they but were actually fun. they were yeah. they were pretty good actually. And there's so. like there's some legit heartbreak in there in those books, like um when when Obi Wan wants to stay behind on this one planet and yep. help the young rebels, like you know, like there's a group of teens and Obi Wan wants to help them, and Qui Gon's like, we gotta go, and Obi Wan's like, I'm not leaving, they, they need my help, and so Obi Wan. Qui Gon goes separate ways. That book left me in tears. They end oh, the book with yeah, that. that yeah. Obi Wan stays on the yeah. planet at the end of the book, and Qui Gon has to go back to the Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. And like, and Obi Wan like, gives they, him his lightsaber. Like, you know, like Obi Wan yeah, gives Qui Gon his lightsaber because he's all like, "This cause is more important than than my training." Like, wow. Yeah. It. Yeah. Oh, it was heartbreaking. Like, and then you yeah. know, and you're like. How is this gonna turn out? And and then of course you know that they had resolve it in the next book. But oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I think that was the same um, book series where I forget the the Jedi lady's name that tall tall. Huh? I know who you're talking about? Yep, yeah. tall. Yep. <laughs> didn't didn't she die in that one, or was seriously injured, or for no, something? She, yeah, she straight up dies. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. Oh man! So yeah, and, no. And like, Qui-Gon and her had a special connection. So like, yeah, it kind of messed them blind, up. She was blind, it. right? Wasn't she blind? Yeah, she was yep. blind, and so you know, kind of had like a Kanan Jarrus, like I could feel the Force, you know, or Chirrut in way kind of thing yeah. going on with her blindness. Yeah, so she was cool, and it was real sad when she died. Like you know, these things hit you hard when you're twelve. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, check, I really should check <laughs> these out though. That sounds Jude really Watson. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah, the Jude Watson books. The sure. young the the Star Wars young readers, it just completely is Jude Watson's you know wheelhouse for like was for like for like two decades. Like she did all their stuff. I know it's like ridiculous. Do you, remember, do you remember the Mark of the Crown? That was book four. That one was my favorite. You know why? Why <laughs> Darth Maul? Because- no, Darth Maul's oh. not in it. No, oh. okay. Mark of the Crown was legit because they're trying to settle this like dispute between like you know these boring whatevers. You know what I mean? And so they think that the boy is this legitimate heir, but no, the girl is actually the legitimate heir. She has the Mark of the Crown, and so she gets to be like the queen at the end instead of the instead of the stupid boy. So I loved it. I was just like, yeah, the girl got the crown. Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar now. <laughs> So, I'm so into it. I'm so into it. <laughs> I, I do remember the first one I read was like, I was like, what is this? Because the first one I read, I think it might have been like book 10 or something. But it's like the this evil like scientist lady wants to do experiments on the force and she captures <gasps> yeah. Qui-Gon. Oh, yeah. It's so sad. And, uh, and, and Obi-Wan has to rescue him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's a pretty legit series. It, I think we it ran even, for like twenty. We didn't even talk about Xanatos. Like, oh, uh. <laughs> Qui Gon's first apprentice who went yeah, evil. Um, yeah, I know. I know that that story is in there. Um, yeah, uh, wasn't it like twenty books or something like that? Oh, it was yeah, pretty no, it legit. Was super long. Well, then that's why it was like a Christmas gift. It was like I got a pack of like five, and my sister got a pack of five, and then and then yeah, we were like we were swapping them. It was oh, real that's cool. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> They just returned from a border dispute on Ancion. <laughs> I have that book. Oh, me too. Okay. I remember liking it. I haven't read it in forever, though. The, the most it, – it's a very slow-moving book. Yes. Um, I do remember that. But I think the, one of the most interesting things uh, – because the interesting thing about the border dispute on Ancion is there's a bunch of 
nomadic clans that they have to, you know, get to agree to something because there's there's nomads and then there's the city dwellers on this planet. And so they have to get the consensus from all these nomadic clans to bring the border dispute, you know, to a, a conclusion. And it's Anakin, Obi-Wan, Luminara, and Barra Sophie. Um, yeah, yeah. And so the Jedi have to go find all the, the nomads and, and get their consent. And they have to do different things in order to win them over and that sort of thing. And the one that really stands out is um, they go and the clan welcomes them with open arms. They have this big dinner for them. And they're like, all right, the tradition mm, same, is right? the guests have to perform the – have to provide the entertainment. Mm. Um, and so each of the Jedi have to do something to, you know, help, you know, to be the entertainment. So Obi-Wan tells stories. Obi-Wan is the storyteller. He's telling these stories and he's got everybody enraptured and, you know, they're, he, he's literally, everyone's like putty in his hands. Anakin sings like this sad lullaby song that, that Shmi sang to him. Oh, wow. Um, and like it will break you, Katie. Oh, it sounds like it. Yeah. Like, he, he literally like, oh, closes man. his eyes, closes everybody out, so that and then like walks right off afterwards. Like he's not gonna yeah. pay attention oh, to man. anybody's reaction to it. Uh, Barra Sophie does a bunch of like lightsaber tricks and stuff. She you know, mm. she, and then Luminara does some stuff with the Force that's pretty legit. Like she first of all, she goes out, she gathers up some sand. And then just lets it fall from her hand, and the the book the the book is written from Obi Wan's perspective at that that point, and it's like it took people a few minute a few times before they realized what was happening, but I saw it immediately. The sand was falling against the wind, uh. and then she starts like using the force to you know bring the sand and like all these different you know ribbons oh. and streamers around her, and she's like levitating and it's all rotating around her in this ball and everything and it's really cool yeah. uh, so that's the most memorable thing from that scene or that book to me um it's slow moving but there's some there's some good stuff in it but yeah. it's not which something one? i'd recommend uh to just anybody though which one was that it sounds so familiar that i might have read it was it like it's, cloak of cloak of deception or yes. something no uh, no um maybe approaching storm Approaching Storm. Yeah. yeah. I did read that one. That was forever ago, it's a cool though. Cover. Yeah. Oh, speaking of like forever ago, I have like a small confession. I have seen the Christmas special, the the Star Wars holiday special, but it's been like easily like fifteen years. I have not seen it since in a like a really long time. Like, right. I've seen it once yeah? on YouTube, yeah. and I never need to see it again. So. Oh, no? Same here. It's terrible. Same? Oh, okay. We'll see. Like, here's the thing. I mean, the the cartoon, yes. the, the cartoon yeah, that's the in it. Yeah, the cartoon's pretty cool. I will watch that again. That That's okay. that's not that's not too bad. But, like, the rest of it, I, I don't. I, I, re- I don't. See, like, okay, so for me, I, I saw it, like, at a friend's house and they had it like on an unmarked VHS tape, like clearly like recorded off a TV or like, you know, like somebody recorded it off a TV and then made a copy and then they made a copy. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those situations. <laughs> and I remember the friend being all like, "Ooh, this is the Star Wars that no one wants you to see. And I was like, what? Like, it's not like Christmas at all. And I remember watching it and thinking it was like and thinking it was really funny, you know, and kind of enjoying the idea of like, well, we got to get home in time for Christmas like that kind of life day, you right. know. 
And but then because I I didn't own it, it was I, I never got a chance like to see it again. You know, of course this was like before YouTube and all this stuff. Like I was yeah. you know I was like a teen. And so like now that I could just go and like watch it on YouTube, I I don't I don't want to necessarily. I I'm excited to see it again, but I'm waiting for like the moment to be right. I'm waiting for like, you know, like it's a holiday party and like we're all going to watch it. You know what I mean? I don't want to just like watch it by myself on YouTube or something, you know? Yeah. And yeah. because there's so few Star Wars things that I don't know by heart or haven't seen a thousand times. So like kind of the holiday special is like that thing in the back of my head where I'm like, I get the references. I know what people are talking about. I remember this vaguely. But I, I don't know. I'm saving it. I'm waiting. I don't know. I just remember Harvey <laughs> Corman, like, you know, uh, coming up a couple times as various different aliens. And it was just always, like, so over the top. He was so <laughs> over the top. Which I love Harvey Corman yeah. um, from the Carol Burnett show days. Like, mm-hmm. so I was like, it's just weird to see him from that same time period. Uh-huh. Like, doing his Carol Burnett shtick in Star Wars, you know. Yeah. Like, he's got a commercial where he's an alien, you know, cooking stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, during one of the, the, the things where he's, um, I, I think it's uh, Chewie's dad is watching TV or something. And, <laughs> yeah. and there's, like, a commercial. Yeah. Or, or, or like, what, he's flipping through channels, and that's one of the segments. And he's, like, this ridiculous four-armed alien or something <laughs> cooking. Um well, and then he's also Stir Whip, right? Stir Whip? Stir Oops. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he's also um, in in B. Arthur's bar. Um, I forget uh, what, what's her character's name. B. Arthur played. No oh idea. man, I forget. That's the one question we got wrong at a Star Wars trivia night that I was in <laughs> over the summer. I mean, only a couple. People, I mean, we still won the night, but that was the only question we didn't know because uh, B. Arthur was off, also in Golden Girls. Yes. Um, sure. Yeah. The, yeah. The question in the I remember the question because it's like who what. Golden Girls actress was also in Star Wars, and I was like, no idea. Yeah, it's, so, it's B. Arthur. Yeah, um, but he's like in her bar, and he like gets a drink, and then pours it in this hole of the, on the top of his head. Oh yeah, I've seen that gif like ten thousand times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah. Again, like I'm like I'm so excited to revisit it because it's become such a meme, and I've seen the gifs and everything. Like like. 10,000 times and I'm like oh yeah I remember that but now I mostly remember it like for the memes and so I'm like I'm so excited to go back to it but I'm just I'm waiting I'm waiting for the moment we'll have a moment you and me Star Wars holiday special I, <laughs> it just it has to be right <laughs> oh I actually really love Leia's song at the end I don't know why I, I just think it's so cute the song for peace yes <laughs> a day of harmony <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's so cute. And, um, and of course, all the Wookiees are dressed up in their red Snuggies. Yeah. 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 I choose to believe that Kylo Ren celebrates Life Day. Like, he grew up celebrating it with, with good old Uncle Chewie. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. And Leia would sing him that song every year. Like, <laughs> so, He's just a little babe in arms, and she's singing to him. <laughs> well, you know, right before... The, Ray and Kylo have that that force connection. Their force Skype when Kylo's shirtless because he's obviously yes. just coming out of the shower. You know the scene right before that he was singing that song in the shower. 
Oh, we're right. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Definitely. And Snoke hears it and <laughs> gets so pissed. He's like, oh, I got to put him in touch with Ray to bother him because I hate so this song. Know, <laughs> so you know how like Anakin sang that poem or is that lullaby that Shmi sang to him? That's that's Ben Solo's moment. He sings the lullaby. He has to provide the entertainment at the first door dinner party. Yeah. He stands up and <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you the song but, of my people. Oh my god, Jason! How or in, like how cool would that be though if they wrote a story about Ben and Luke off on some mission, you know, off oh, on some yeah, adventure cool. together where they have to do something like that. They have to entertain their their oh. guests, and you know, Luke does something really cool, and then Ben yes. sings a song that his mother sang to him. Oh my god, oh, uh, that'd be so good. Oh, that'd be so good. Uh. <laughs> I need I need Ben and Luke stories stat. Same. Oh, after uh, after episode nine. Yeah, you I'm know sure. We'll, I'm sure we'll get something. Yep. Um but uh, it's well, just gonna be like ten thousand junior novelizations, just like the Jedi Apprentice, except it's just gonna be all about Luke and, and Ben Solo. I will read yeah. every one. I will get every single yes. one of them. Oh same. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No doubt about it. Or it, <laughs> I like, just want to pre order them already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just give them to us. Give it to us now. Um and I feel like the perfect author is E. K. Johnston for that. Ugh. Let her do them. Let her do them. She'd crush it. Um, But, uh, well, okay. So for the sake of time, uh, why don't we, obviously, right, these last three years, now we we are sitting on a three-year, a two-year, and a one-year anniversary of Force Awakens, Rogue One, and Last Jedi in that order. Um, And obviously, a lot of folks have been doing, like, one-year reviews of Last Jedi or just looking back at those last three films. We didn't, we chose not to do that, but... Just for the sake of time, why don't we just pick one one moment from one of those three films um, rather than go through each one because that knowing us will be on for another hour, um, yes. which is fine. <laughs> but like just for the sake of time, just yeah. uh, and, and feel free to take a minute. I've got one in my mind, so I'm happy to go first. But just think of think of a moment from one of those three films that still really just re- resonates with you um, a lot, um, you know, for whatever reason. Um, and so I'll, I'm happy to go first, if that's okay. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, so my inclination is to do something from Force Awakens, just because Force Awakens was... I'm actually, okay, I'm going to cheat really quick and do an, do an honorable mention, so feel free to do the same, you two, because I love cheating. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to give a quick honorable mention to Force Awakens. Just I remember seeing it that very first time. And again, we were all obviously super excited for the return of Star Wars to the big screen. And yes. the moment when... Poe is running to his X-Wing right at the beginning of the film when he's on Jakku and he says um, come on BB-8 hurry BB-8 or something like that right what does he say? do you remember yeah. the line oh my gosh I'm hold on this is what I love about um, easy access to Star Wars films is I can do something like this and just pull up the clip that I'm thinking of for my honorable mention um, it's it's super early and it just it just got me every time I heard this part um, hold on are we there yet nope hold on Oh, no. Eh, eh. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah, here it is. Come on, BB-8, hurry! There's... Uh, uh, oh. The music there, and come on, BB-8, hurry! I just remember my eyes welling up with tears because it's like, it just felt so Star Wars. I'm like, Star Wars mm. is back. And I remember, I mean, I was sitting um, with uh, my at the time girlfriend and I just like grabbed her hand and squeezed it so tight and like these tears welled up in my eyes. And she just shared that joy with me. Like just, 
Oh, it, was, it just elated <laughs> me so much. And there was just something about, like, I immediately loved Poe. I immediately loved BB-8. Come on, BB-8, hurry. I was like, oh, man, our adventure's off on a spark again. But that's yeah. not the one I want to talk about. So sorry, Katie. I, I cheated and did an honorable mention. Um, but uh, that's I, all right. <laughs> I want to do something from Last Jedi just because um, I, um, you know, I, I've had a lot of issues with Last Jedi over the year. But overall, I mean, this is a phenomenal film. And the moment that I've been thinking about a lot and I just love it and – it has a lot to do with I, – I love the way that Ryan Johnson edited certain parts of this, the film. Now, granted, he's probably not the main editor, but whatever. I don't know who else to give credit to. Um, and uh, But I love the moment when Chewie bursts open the door and Ray comes in and tells Luke that he's coming with them. You know, mm. we'll go on the – you know, um, we're, we're going to leave on the Falcon. The Falcon. Where's Han? And then, boom, it goes right to Kylo, that cut shot Ooh. of Kylo coming off the elevator. I love Chills. love that moment. Yeah. Um, because, one, you see in Luke's eyes, like, he knows, he knows what this means, right? Like, Han's yeah. obviously gone. Um, and you see the pain in Luke's eyes when he asks the question. And, and honestly, it mirrors that moment in Force Awakens when, you know, Han's talking to Finn. And Finn's like, you know, you knew him. Yeah, I knew him. I knew Luke, right? And you can see the sadness in Han's eyes. Now you see that sadness mirrored in Luke's, and then boom, you immediately, well, where's Han? He's, well, he lives on his son, whether his son wants to admit it or not, right? And then, yeah. and that's yeah. exactly what that moment's about between him and Snoke. Is Snoke is berating him and belittling him for the fact that he's, he really isn't over his father yeah. and what he did to his father, yeah. right? Um, and I just, I love the way they cut that scene together. It's just so perfect. That's yeah. real good. That's yeah. real good. Yeah, I love that moment. <laughs> it's, so. it's it's quite good. Um, I, I'm gonna I'll go ahead and go next, and and I'm gonna cheat because I've got some quick things I can throw in. Um, but uh, for for Force Awakens, the moment when the lightsaber skips Kylo and goes to Ray oh, is yes. always the big stand up so and <laughs> pump your fist moment, and like I legit went. <gasps> <laughs> in the theater with everybody else when that happened, so I I was did not hold back. Yeah, that's a great moment. Oh, absolutely! Who didn't cheer? <laughs> yeah, I think we might have lost Jason. Oh, we might have. Yeah. Um, oh no. So, um, why don't you feel free to roll ahead, Katie? And, sure. Why don't I? And, and yeah. We'll get him back here in a minute. I don't know what happened okay. to him. Poor Jason. Yeah. Uh, but I'll go right ahead. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that Jason said that he was also going to cheat because then I'll, uh, I'll throw in an honorable mention too. <laughs> oh, there he is. Oh, it's he's back. Christmas miracle. Oh. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, Skype shut down on me. And I'm like, what the heck happened? <laughs> it's a life day miracle. Life day miracle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Where was I before Skype decided yeah. I was done talking? You, well, you were talking about the lightsaber skipping Kylo. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, the lightsaber skipped Kylo, went to Ray, and just with, like with everybody else in the theater, I would, ah! You know, I did, <laughs> I did not hold back. Um, and then with Last Jedi, uh, the moment that, you know, of my first viewing experience that always stands out to me is, um, well, in addition to the realization that, what was going on with Luke at the end during the spark moment mm. is just, Oh, that's so good. <laughs> but the moment that always sticks out to me because it is kind of funny um, is 
when Leia got blue, blown out of the Rattus and she's floating in space, and then all of a sudden we get that close up on her hand and it starts to twitch, and then she's using the force to pull herself back in. I'm sitting next to Joey, like grabbing his arm, going, you know, like <laughs> you see that, you know, she's <laughs> she's using the force, and this is something I always wanted was from Leia was to to have force powers and to you know be more Jedi like, even though she's not really a Jedi. We still got some of that, so that was like a big moment for me. But the thing I will always remember in all of these these new Christmas Star Wars movies we've gotten is Rogue One. Rogue One is always oh, the one yeah. that just uh, that start to finish is just so good for me. And and I knew going in I was going to love Cheer It. I'm a big fan of Donnie Yen, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um. And so while everything else is going on, just watching the journey Chirrut goes on, because I was focusing on that a little bit, um, in addition to taking everything else in, and just the the message of hope that gets pounded through that movie is just so inspiring. Um, And watching the way that Donnie Yen, as as Chirrut, just sort of carries the flame of faith alongside that – throughout all the whole thing even when things go get dark um is always just a powerful thing for me and there's not anything like super specific as a first viewing experience that's you know funny or you know super impactful that i remember but that's the one that stays with me you know i I love it so much. I wish I could throw my little tidbit about Solo in here, but that's not a Christmas movie. So. Oh, trust me. I'd love to talk Solo, but yeah, alas. But, but we'd be here until next Christmas if we got right. that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so, Katie, so what about you, Katie? Yes, I mentioned that I am also going to throw in an honorable mention because it's the Wampus Lair. Yes. <laughs> it's the house that it's honorable mention is yeah. built. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um yeah after after I saw Rogue One for the second time I uh um saw it with a with a large group of friends and in this friend in this friend circle um uh so one of my friends uh his name was Jeremy he brought uh, a new girlfriend at the time and you know none of us knew her and she had never seen a Star Wars and I was like oh no I don't I don't think you're going to like this movie because I'd seen Rogue One. And so I knew that this movie was not kind to the uninitiated, like not at all. Right. And so, um, so we come out of the theater, you know, I, I have ugly cried yet again, just, you know, mascara lines running down my face and everybody's like so shocked. But what I really loved was um, after the movie, we all, you know, we all went out to have dinner and talk about it. And I got to, to sit with her and, uh, and not necessarily explain Star Wars to her, but she was like, you know, she was talking to me and she's like, I got the sense that, that what was being said was so important. And I was frustrated because I didn't know why, mm. you know, she, she had a sense of what this movie was trying to tell her, but she, she wasn't quite there. And so she didn't just have me, the context. Yeah. She didn't have the context. And so sitting there with her and I wasn't, again, I wasn't like trying to explain Star Wars to her, but just like answering her questions, you know, and, and kind of seeing the Star Wars universe from, from an outside perspective. 
you know, was, was so fascinating. It's so enriching really, you know? And so of course, like everybody's freaking out about the movie, you know, but just being able to kind of quietly sit with her at the end of the table and, and talk to, you know, somebody who didn't know Star Wars at all. I thought, Oh, it was, was so special. It was an experience that I like truly relish. Yeah. Um, but the moment I'll I'll go with <laughs> what I like truly remember about about like my Star Wars Christmas experiences was that first night that I saw the Last Jedi, and I surprised myself with just how excited I got to see General Hux almost like make a move against Kylo. Mm. You know, it was specifically <laughs> when the camera is zooming in, tightening on his face as he says, who do you think you're talking to? Yeah. You know, yeah. and the camera's just, you know, getting real tight on him. And I like, I, I pumped my arms like so hard and like, oh, and like almost like propelled myself up out of my chair. Cause I was so excited to see this character, like make a move. I'm like, Oh, this is his moment. Like, Oh dang. Like I, I very nearly punched the person sitting next to me, like <laughs> complete stranger. Like, you know, like my beloved's on my mm. left and a complete stranger's on my right. I almost punched that stranger. I was like, so like spastic about like how, and I, did not expect that from myself. Like I knew like I enjoyed this character, but out of all the things that happened in that movie, think about it. Think about the last Jedi out of all the things that happened in that movie. The thing that like got me like out of my seat with excitement is general Hux. Like general Hux. Like he got so close to making his move. And I was just so, I was like, Oh no, here it comes. Oh man. I, and like, reflecting on that afterwards i was like wow why was that why did that get me so excited i don't know i don't know you guys <laughs> but it was so it was such a like a genuine like just yeah just outpouring of excitement for this character and to see him make his move like <laughs> ooh, <laughs> i love this i love yeah. it because it's it's these minor characters that yeah. you know are part of the overall story yeah. but they're not the main force they're not the driving force behind it all but we get so excited and so invested in them it's you know well, yeah hucks it's cheer it you know it's <sighs> bb8 like... well bb8 is kind of more central but bb8 come on I feel like it's because he he was so close to taking that step to being one of the major players. Like you can tell, like Hux wants to be Palpatine, like so bad. You know, he wants mm. to be the evil emperor sitting on his throne. You know what I mean? Like he wants to be that final end game boss, but he's not there. But he was so close. You know, he just yeah, he needed to take it. But like, of course, Kylo like shut him down so hard. But just. Being on the cusp of that, I, you know, yeah. got me so like pumped. You like, know, the other moment is is when you uh, know cut back to the the throne room after the duel is over and the lightsabers exploded, right? And and he's mm-hmm. you know standing over the body of Kylo Ren and Going you see him go for his blaster and then yeah. you know Kylo you know you know wakes up and just ever so casually just. Puts yeah. the cloak back over yeah. the plaster. Like, I remember, oh. oh my god. I went from like, like, oh my gosh, what is he doing? To then like, to then like laughter, you know, because I thought it was so funny that he was like, mm, never mind, not right. going to do that. Not, mm-mm. I wasn't touching my blast. What are you talking about? <laughs> to then like, holy, oh my god, it's happening. It's happening. Everybody calm down. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> happened yeah you know you think about it you know too like i 
because right, very much the relationship between Kylo and Hux and Force Awakens is very much like vying for Daddy's attention, right? Oh, with yeah. Snoke, and I, I think you're 100 percent right, Katie, in the sense that he wants to be the end game, like he wants to be the end mm-hmm. boss, like you're saying. But I think he also really reveres Snoke in a way that Kylo maybe doesn't, especially in Last Jedi, right? Like Kylo's done with him. Clearly, he kills him. <laughs> um, but right. uh, I think for he, Hux, Hux, he is, wants to be he wants to be the Tarkin to Palpatine, essentially, you know. Yeah. And and while he kind of has that position, he doesn't have that respect, right? But I think he's also really I I don't know if there's necessarily sentimentality from Hux for Snoke being dead. Um, yeah. I don't know if he's got that kind of emotional response, but I think he's a fanatic. He, but he also sees himself like I feel like in Force Awakens, he he feels like he has the upper hand over Kylo in far as insofar as Snoke's favor, right? Yes. Like that moment when he's like, "The weapon's ready. Like we shall destroy the Republic." And the way he looks at Kylo, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Yes, make like, preparations." Like, <laughs> you know, see, and then like he took my plan and yeah. not yours. And then <laughs> Kylo comes in to see Snoke, right? Like in that moment yeah. I mentioned, and, and Hux is leaving, like, what were yeah. you guys talking about? Like, he, you're not privy to that conversation, Kylo. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for Hux and Nine. Like, he might be like one of the top three things I'm excited for most in that movie. I want to see what moves he makes. I want to, uh, he's going to have to make his move on Kylo at some, yeah. in yeah. some way. Yeah. Right. Otherwise he's going to just, you know, he'll, he'll be all bark and no bite. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's my, that's my gift for next Christmas. Like right. just, it's going to be like general Hux's coup, uh, like wrapped up in a, in a box with a bow. Yeah. <laughs> what you can see, he's already right. That moment when Kylo, you know, they march on the base and on, mm. um, um, crate and yep. Kylo goes in by himself, but they get you know, we purposely yeah. get that shot of the Hux camera yep. watching him. Like, you see right there, he's gonna start formulating what he's gonna do, right? Like, he does, he's not he okay does, with this. He does a full on Kubrick stare. <laughs> yeah, do you know what that is in cinema? No, yeah. Um, so Kubrick, the director, he kind of, he kind of in, um, in cinematic language, it's when a character like looks up. From, you know, they're, they're staring down, but then, like, they look up and they, you know, you can tell that there's something deranged going on inside their head. Like, Kubrick would do it all the time in his films. And so, like, when, when Hux, like, tilts his head down, but his eyes stay, like, mm-hmm. level with Kylo Ren, like, it gives him that manic kind of, oh, it's a full-on Kubrick stare. And you're just like, oh, no. Oh, no. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <sighs> he's a fanatic. That's what that's what Snoke calls him. Yeah, he believes he is the epitomization of the First Order. He mm-hmm. is the child. Of you the know first why order. I keep a rabid cur? <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> uh, so good. In such a place so of good. power, a cur's <laughs> weakness property manipulation. I mean, it, it, his and his his speech when Starkiller oh, Base so is about good. to fire. Yeah, it's awesome. dear God. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Like, not amazing because it's great. It's amazing because it's horrifying. Right. Just throw a Heil Hitler in there and that's what they do to a World War II movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of want to set it to Christmas music, though, because of all the snow. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Last day of the Republic. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it'd work well with Carol of the Bells. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, Lies to the galaxy. (laughs) I don't know the lyrics. I just know the tune. The last day of the Republic. (laughs) It is going to be the last day of the Republic. The last day of the Republic. (laughs) Oh, man. So good. Dong. That needs to happen now. We need it's blowing up. We need somebody to to do a Carol the Bells portion of mashup now. That needs to happen. Somebody make it happen. Maybe I'll have to make it happen. (laughs) Do it. Do it. Do it now. Well, you know what? You know, I think that's that's you know. Nothing like ending on a, a on a great note of destruction for, <laughs> yes. for Christmas and Star Wars. Um, but no, like the, oh, uh, so I, much hope in that, yes. that last conversation. Yeah. You just had. <laughs> no, I loved I loved hearing some of your both of your um, you know even some of your new traditions with Star mm-hmm. Wars and Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, so and as always, right when we put this episode out, please feel free to share some of your like Star Wars Christmas traditions or Star Wars Christmas stories, like comments yeah. like on our social media or send us an email. I always love to read those stories; they're so fun. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, I want to read them. Yeah, send them in. <laughs> so, um, but uh, you know, before we go, um, I just want to remind everybody. Obviously, at the end of the episode, stick around. We've got the last episode of the New Hope radio drama, Force and Counterforce. Um, we will be doing um, early early in the new year. We're going to have Scott Rifen on to talk about um, the radio dramas in general and a little bit more specifically about A New Hope. Um, so certainly be excited for that. But I'm springing on the two. I'm going to spring this on the two of you right now too. Um, so uh, normally when we go a week off, we don't typically do a poll or a matchup. We're going to do one, and here's why. Oh. I cool. want to start the new year, um, 2019. With a with a really fun episode, and nothing says fun episodes in the Wampas are like a top five. Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> so, but here's where you come in, Larians. I want you to tell us what Star Wars movie you want us to give our top five moments to. Ooh. You guys pick. We'll do any movie you want except the yeah. holiday special um, <laughs> or the Clone Wars movie because it sucks. I'm sorry. I don't like it. Clone Wars um, movie works better as a beginning to the TV series. Fair enough. Yeah. But it sucks as a movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry. That's so mean. I don't mean to be a negative. I don't like it as a movie. I know lots of people do. I'm trying to think of something do. nice to say about it and I can't. The music is terrible. It's just it's a stupid I story. like the music. I'm not going to oh, lie. Oh, I, I, I was a fan of it. Oh, but I, I didn't, it. you know, but I always considered it as like the first three episodes of the show. Sure. <laughs> Even though it was on. The, and to the be fair, the music's experimental like George wanted and quickly learned in the first season it wasn't working. Kiner was very clear about that. And <laughs> luckily we went back to form. Um, but yeah, so any of the any of the 10 feature films, you know, episodes one through eight plus Solo and Rogue One, um, you guys pick. So we will post that to our social media Um Next week, during Christmas week, we'll give you the whole week, and then at the end of the week, we'll tally up the results, and then that first week of the new year, we will do a top five moments from whatever pit movie you all pick, um, and uh, I don't care what movie it is. I just, uh, I'm excited. I love top five episodes, and there's nothing like kicking off a new year with a top five. Yes. Oh, man. I love this. I love this idea. <laughs> I was hoping you would. 
I can't wait. We to will hear watch your responses is. with great interest. Great interest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So, so yeah. Go ahead. So Carl, yeah. if people want to weigh in on that poll when it comes out next week, or if they just want to share their Star Wars Christmas memories or anything else. Where can people get in contact with us? Um, well, obviously, uh, we're really active now on Twitter, so check us out at Wampas Lair on Twitter. We're on Facebook at Wampas Lair Podcast. You can send us emails at wampaslairpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, you can uh, subscribe to our Patreon page, uh, maybe even get on the show. Head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast. Katie, how do people get in touch with you and keep up with all your fun Star Wars love and uh, and, and, and good stuff? <laughs> you guys can follow me at Dameron on Twitter. Uh, definitely stop by this week because I'm going to be live tweeting Jingle All The Way and it's yes. going to be great. Oh. It's going to be great. Shut the front yeah, door. <laughs> put those cookies down. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious me. No. <laughs> all right. Well, that, I believe, is going to wrap us up. Do you all have anything else you want to put out there? Uh, Merry just, Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas to all of you. Thank you, everyone, for another great great year in Wampa's Lair, uh, for, for listening, for participating, for having fun with us. Uh, you know, we all hope you have a great holiday season with your friends and your family. Yes. Maul bless us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you everyone so much for listening to this episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This has been episode number 314. Christmas still in the stars. For Carl and Katie, I'm Jason. Have a happy holidays and we will see you next time. What a merry Christmas this will be. Christmas in the stars out among the stars. What a What is that? That, my silly friend, is the sound of bells. What are bells? Star Wars, Episode 13, Force and Counterforce. Long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution, when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. Now, that struggle has come to a decisive moment, as the empire's huge space-going fortress, the Death Star, approaches the rebel base on the fourth moon of the planet Yavin. The rebels have elected to stand fast and engage the Death Star in a desperate battle in which they'll either triumph and save the galaxy from cruel imperial domination or be utterly destroyed by the terrible power of the battle station's prime weapon. 
As the rebels rush to scramble their tiny fleet of fighter craft for the assault, the Imperial Lords prepare to wipe them out of existence. The Death Star is now orbiting the planet Yavin at maximum velocity. The rebel base will be within firing range of 30 minutes. This will be a day long remembered, Governor Tuck. It has seen the end of Obi-Wan Kenobi and will soon see the end of the Rebellion. Yes, the Emperor will be pleased, Vader. The Prime Weapon is fully prepared, Governor Tarkin. We'll be able to obliterate the Rebel Moon the moment we're within range. Very good, Monty. Are all our people at the battle stations? We're on full alert status, sir. With your permission, Governor Tarkin, I'll make a personal tour of inspection. Nothing must be left to chance. As you wish, Lord Vader. I shall be back well before we fire the prime weapon. Governor Tarkin, may I compliment you on this achievement? Well, thank you, Motti. Although, of course, others made their contribution. Vader's efforts to locate this base, for example. But you supervised construction of the Death Star, sir, and you command it. In destroying the Rebellion, as you destroyed Alderaan, you'll prove that you hold the ultimate power in the galaxy. In the name of the Empire, of course. Of course, Governor Tarkin. But the Emperor is far from here, and you are in actual control. This isn't the first time you've spoken in this fashion, Motti. Say what it is that's on your mind. If you command it, Governor. I do. Very well. This battle station has become the very source of the Empire's power. Not even the Imperial Starfleet could stand against us. And all of that power lies at your command. You are close to treason, Motti. Is it treason to point out that you could demand a position of authority second only to that of the Emperor? I would not care to have the Emperor as my enemy. But command of the Death Star makes you his equal. You could share dominion of the galaxy. With you at my right hand. I'm your willing servant, Governor Tarkin. And then, of course, there's Lord Vader to consider. Yes, formidable as he is, the Dark Lord of the Sith is hardly an insurmountable problem. You think not? The personnel of this battle station owe their allegiance to you. Lord Vader, for all his superstitious trickery, can be dealt with. Do not forget that you wield the ultimate power. I shall consider what you've said, Motti. First, however, we must attend to the rebels. When they have been eradicated, there will be time to think further about your suggestion. After we get this stuff loaded and get out of here, the better I'll like it. I'm gonna be long gone when that Death Star starts firing. I still can't believe these rebels are gonna take that thing on with snub fighters. On? Chewbacca? So, you got your reward. You guessed it. Hey, I see they found you a flight suit. You look just like an old hand, kid. I'm just gonna leave, Han. Yeah, that's right. We ditched that homing device the Imperials hit aboard the Falcon. 
We're raising ship. We got some old debts we gotta pay with this stuff, right, Chewie? <laughs> Even if we didn't, you don't think we'd be fool enough to stick around here, do you? I was hoping you would. Why don't you come with us, Luke? You're pretty good in a fight. I could use you. Oh, come on, Han. Why don't you look around you? You know what the Rebels are up against. They could use a good pilot like you. You're turning your back on them. Well, what good's a reward if you ain't around to spend it? Besides, attacking that battle station ain't my idea of courage. It's more like suicide. <laughs> yeah. Well, take care of yourself, Han. <laughs> I guess that's what you're best at, isn't it? So long. Hey, Luke. Yeah? May the Force be with you. Sure. What are you looking at, Chewie? I know what I'm doing. Come on, let's finish up and raise ship. Luke! Yes, Princess? What's wrong? Oh, it's... Uh, I don't know. I really thought I could change his mind. He's got his own path to follow, Luke. No one can choose it for him. I only wish Ben were here. Wait, Luke. What? Before you go. A kiss for luck. <sighs> Thanks. Luke, come on. I'll, I'll see you later, man. Yes, Luke. Goodbye. Luke, come on. We're lifting off in a minute or two. <sighs> I'm all set, Biggs. So I saw. What? So you finally found your dream girl, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's good to know we'll be up there together, though. Yeah, just like back home in Tatooine, Luke. Racing through the Stone Needle. Well, there's your ship, Luke. An X-Wing. Well, I dreamed Master of this. Luke. Master Luke, sir. Oh, hi, 3PO. Sir, the Rebels are rather short of R2 units, and so they're putting R2-D2 in the technical socket of your fighter. <laughs> Great. At least I'll have plenty of friends up there with me. Luke, see you upstairs. Right. Hey, take care of yourself, Biggs. And very best of luck to you, Master Luke. Thank you, 3PO. Say, Red 5, your R2 unit seems a little beat up. You want me to see if I can find another one? Ah, not on your life. That little droid and I have been through a lot together. Whatever you say. You okay back there, R2? <laughs> Good. Hang on tight, R2. You simply have to come back, you know. You wouldn't want my life to become boring, would you? You're ready for liftoff, Red 5. Time to seal your canopy. Check. from right here, Your Highness, on this tactical display screen. I see, General Dodona. C-3PO, come on. There's room for you right here. Yeah. 
Thank you, Your Highness. Those blips there are our fighters. They're closing on the Death Star now. Well, what's their plan of attack? The Y-Wing fighters are our primary attack ships. That's Gold Flight. Huh. They'll be first to make photon torpedo runs on the target shaft. And the X-Wing fighters? That's Red Flight. They'll draw the Imperials' fire and fly flak suppression runs. And what if the Y-Wings don't manage to get a torpedo down that vent shaft? Then the X-Wing fighters are a contingency force. Uh -huh. They'll take up the torpedo attack. Death Star still approaching. Estimated time to firing range, 15 minutes. Are you certain that a direct hit down the shaft will stop the battle station? Not the torpedo itself, but the chain reaction a hit would set off in the station's main reactor, yes. General Dodono, Red Flight and Gold Flight are now in range of the Death Star. Patch in their communications net over the main system. Yes, sir. Red Flight, this is Red Leader. I haven't had an opportunity yet to thank you properly, Your Highness, for allowing me to follow the attack head in the operations center. What? Oh, you're welcome, 3PO. After all, you and R2 have been through a great deal for the Rebel Alliance. Even if it wasn't by choice. We both learned the full story when the plans for the Death Star were being retrieved from R2's memory banks. I only hope that R2 survives his current assignment. You care very much about R2-D2, don't you? I have grown used to even though we've only been together for a relatively short time. It's possible to care for someone very much after only a long, short time. Right, we're passing through the magnetic field. Hang on tight. We'll be doing a little rattling. Their countermeasures equipment should get them through. They've made it through the magnetic field. All ships, switch to your deflector shields. Double forward. Wow, would you look at the size of that battle station? Cut the chatter, Red 2. All ships, accelerate to attack speed. This is it. They're moving into range of the Death Star. Red Leader, this is Gold Leader. That's the Y-Wing Flight Leader, Your Highness. Mm -hmm. I copy, Gold Leader. We're starting for the target shaft now. Good hunting, Gold Leader. Red Leader to Red Flight. We're in position. I'm going to fly across the battle station's axis and try to draw fire. That area is particularly well fortified. Mm -hmm. We'll be up to Red Flight to keep the Imperials busy. Heavy fire, boss. 23 degrees. I see. Stay low. Red Leader, this is Red 5. I'm going in. Fireball, but I'm okay. Oh. oh, Red Flight has better than an even chance against those heavy guns, Your Highness. Those X-Wings are very agile ships. But if the Imperials send out TIE fighters for ship-to-ship -ship combat, what then? Well, then our hopes would rest almost entirely with Gold Flight. Red Leader, this is Red Five. I'm going in again. Watch yourself, Luke. There's a lot of heavy fire coming from the right side of that deflector. I'm on it. Flight leaders, we picked up a new group of signals. Enemy fighters coming your way. Fighters? I copy. My scope's negative. Stay here. Maintain visual scanning, Red Flight. With all this jamming, they'll be on top of you before your scopes can pick them up. General, can't we track the Imperial fighters for them? Not at this range, Princess. There's too much jamming and counter jamming going on. Here they come. They're right behind us. We're not watching. We can't see them. Where is it? Santi, one coming up on your tail. I see you, Parker. I can't shake you. Hang on, Biggs. I'm coming in. Stick tight to your wing, but all of you. We got him, Biggs. You're clear. Hey, thanks, Luke. This is a right bit, four. I'll get him off your back. Rogu. Gold Leader, three more fighters have left the Death Star. They may be after you. This is Gold Leader. I copy. Pull in, Luke. Pull in. Watch it there. Fighters above you. Come in here. Don't must have Luke. Got it. Hey, you all right, Luke? Working on it. General Dodonna, isn't there anything we can do to help them? Every fighting craft we have is out there already, Your Highness. This oh. is what the X-Wings were sent to do, keep the Imperials occupied. At least we're not outnumbered. Not yet. Red 6, can you see Red 5? There's a heavy fire zone over on this side. Luke, where are you? I can't shake this TIE fighter. Hold on, Luke. The Death Star is 10 minutes from firing. Thanks, Wedge. Anytime. Red Leader, this is Gold Leader. We are beginning our attack run. I copy, Gold Leader. Go to it. Exhaust port is.
marked and locked in. All Y-Wing switch power to front deflector shield. Good. The targeting computers have picked out the exhaust port. How many gun batteries do you count, Gold 5? I say about 20 guns. Some on the surface, some in the towers. Switch over to targeting computers. Computers locked on. I'm getting a signal. Okay, we have a good chance now. Only a targeting computer has any real hope of scoring a precise hit. Because of the speed? That's right. You'll be flying down that trench so fast, the shot's virtually impossible for an unaided pilot. The guns! They stopped! Stabilize your rear deflectors. Watch for enemy fighters. They're coming in. Three marks in 210. Can't the X-Wings help them? They're still engaging the other Imperials. Gold fight is on its own now. They got gold, too. This trench is too narrow. I can't maneuver. Stay on target. They're too close to each other. Stay on target. Gold 5 to Red Leader. Lost Dutch, lost Tyree. I copy. I'm hit. The fighters came from behind. I... He's gone. The Death Star is at five minutes in closing. What do we do now, General Dodonna? Red Flight will have to try to make the attack run. They're all we have left. <laughs> Yes. The Rebels' Y-Wing fighters have been destroyed, but their X-Wings have broken contact with our interceptors. We believe they're about to resume the attack the others were attempting. Do you suppose they have any hope of succeeding? No, sir. Lord Vader is out there in his personal fighter with his own wingmen. The other Rebels will meet the same fate as the first ones. As you say, still, perhaps caution is warranted. Uh, prepare my ship in case it seems more advisable for me to depart the Death Star. Governor Tarkin, pardon me, sir, but you mustn't consider relinquishing your command, even temporarily. Why not? This battle station is the source of your influence and power. If you show that you can be made to abandon it, you undermine your hope of gaining supreme rank in the Empire. You seem certain about that. I am, Governor Tarkin. And are you equally certain that there's no danger? No matter what the rebel strategy is, they'll fail. Lord Vader has personally annihilated their first attack group, and he'll do the same for the other. Yes, for one who professes to rely upon some unseen force, Vader is extremely adept with our most advanced prototype fighter. Very well, Motti. Won't regret this, Governor Tarkin. Governor Tarkin, we've analyzed the rebel attack, and it appears there may be a danger. Should I have your ship standing by? Evacuate? In our moment of triumph? I think you overestimate these rebels' chances. Come, gentlemen, let us watch the final destruction of the Rebel Alliance from the command center. The Death Star will be within firing range in three minutes. R2, see if you can't give me a clearer image on that targeting computer. Thanks. Now, better brace yourself. It's up to us now. Red flight. This is Red Leader. Sound off. Red 2 here, Red Leader. Off to your right. Red 3 standing by. Red 5 at rendezvous mark 6.1. Red 10 here, boss. Red 12 right behind you, Red Leader. Uh, like we're all that's left. Red Leader, this is base one. Keep half your group out of range for the next attack run. Copy, base one. Luke, I want you to take Wedge and Biggs. Stay up here and wait for my signal to start your run. Me? Uh, I copy, Red Leader. Good luck, boss. Thanks. Okay, Red Flight. This is it. R2, how are things going topside? Well, just do your best to keep the damage under control. Hey, can you hang on, Luke? I, I think so, Biggs. Good. It'll take all three of us to make a successful run. We should be able to see the target location by now. Keep your eyes open for those fighters. There's too much interference. Red Flight, can you get a visual on them from where you are? Oh, negative, Red Leader. There's no sign of... 
Wait. Coming in on you, point five three. Hi, Sam. Targeting computer locked on. Coming up. Boss, hurry. No fighters off of me for a few more seconds. They're all over us back here. They got red swell. Lost I can't hold them. It's away. It's ahead. Negative. Peter didn't make it down the shaft. Red leader, we're right above you. Turn to point. Oh, five. We'll cover for you. Stay there. I just got red 10. I've lost my starboard engine. Their leader's flying a prototype fighter. He's a real killer. Oh, red pipes, get set for your attack run. It's all for me. Red 5, the Death Star will be within range in approximately one minute. Okay. Biggs, Wedge, let's close it up. We're going down that trench full throttle. Right with you, boss. Look, at this speed, will you be able to pull out in time after you fire? It'll be just like Beggar's Canyon back home, Biggs. Okay, we'll stay back and cover for you. It's up to you two to screen me from those fighters. My sculpture is a tower, but I can't see the exhaust port. Are you sure the computer can hit it? It'll hit it, Wedge. Please hit it. Watch yourselves. Increase speed, full throttle. We're right behind you. R2, that stabilizer's broken loose again. See if you can't lock it down. Look out. High fighter, right behind us. I'm hit. Losing control. I can't hold course. Well, get clear, Wedge. You can't do any more good back there. Sorry, Luke. The tires aren't following. They're staying on you. The leader's flying some kind of prototype ship. Hurry, Luke. They're coming in much faster this time. I, I can't hold them. R2, try and increase the power. The leader's flying to me. Luke, I... Biggs? Biggs! Hang on, R2. Luke, 30 seconds left. Targeting computer. Locked on. Use the force, Luke. Ben? Ben! Let go, Luke. Trust me. Reach out with your feelings. I trust you, Ben. off your targeting computer. What's wrong? There's nothing wrong. I I'm all right. I'm hit. They got our two. The Death Star is nearly in range. Their leader's right on my back. There's nothing I can do. What? Somebody's firing on them. Han? Okay. You're all clear, kid. Han, I knew you'd come back. Now, come on. Let's blow this thing and go home. Reach out. My feelings and... It's away! Now get clear, kid! Pour it on! Go 
come back. I just knew it. Well, I wasn't going to let you get all the credit and take all the reward. Come on, I knew there was more to you than money. Oh, careful. You'll damage your reputation. Oh, oh come on, hon. It's about time you stop okay, it. Okay, lower that R2 unit carefully. R2? Oh, no, I forgot. He was hit. Move him right here, Keith. He sure took a bad one back there. R2, R2, can you hear me? Say something. Oh, sir, you can repair him, can't you? We'll get to work on him right away. You simply must repair him. Master Luke, if any of my circuits or gears will help, I'd gladly donate them. Don't worry, Creepio, he'll be all right. We'll oh. see that our best people are working on him. He certainly deserves it. <laughs> Quit pacing, hon. There's nothing to be worried about. Me and Chewie ain't too comfortable around all these ceremonies and formal stuff. <laughs> Look, they're going to hang a medal around your neck. They're not going to stand you up against a wall and shoot you. It's still not my line of work. You'll survive. You're taking it pretty well. <laughs> hey, that's a real sharp outfit they scrounged up for you. Mm, well, this? Well, <clears throat> I thought since the princess went to all the trouble of arranging a ceremony, I thought so, I might... Uh, you thought you'd make a good impression on her, huh? <laughs> <laughs> boy. Still seems so strange to have met her, you know? I remember the first time I saw her, just an image from R2's memory banks. Uh, led you a long way, Luke. Sure did. Everything's so different all of a sudden. So many things have changed. Too bad about Biggs. And Ben and all the others. They're the ones who deserve the medals. Well, they died for something they believed in. What made you come back, Han? Uh, the Wookiee here got stubborn about it. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, he did give me an argument. Besides, I, I did some thinking about what you and Ben and Her Highness said. and I don't know, a few things that happened to me along the way. So I turned the Falcon around. Maybe it's time I tried a steady job, huh? <laughs> well, anyway, I'm glad you did. That TIE fighter had me cold. I couldn't quite nail their leader, the one in that prototype fighter. Oh. He was good. Ooh. But I got one of his wingmen, and the other collided with him. And that knocked him out of the fight? Yeah, but I don't think it disabled him. I guess he got clear. Well, whatever happened, it was good enough for me. Gentlemen, the troops are assembled, and we're ready for the presentation. <laughs> now... What do I have to do again? Simply walk the length of the throne room to the dais, where the Princess Leia will award you your medals. You can do it solo. It'll be easy. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Come on, Chewie. This way, gentlemen. Well, there's no backing out now, buddy. Right. We better not be last on the dinner line. You're supposed to be serious. I'll bet they're tired of staring at each other. Hey, Chewie, give him eyes front. <laughs> Good discipline there. Shape it up, will you? of the Rebel Alliance. Glad we could make it, believe me. General Jordana, the medals, please. Thank you. Accept these, the highest decoration the Alliance can bestow. 
for your gallantry. Han Solo? You still can't come up with any more cash, huh? Han, if you don't act like a grown-up, I'll strangle you. <laughs> and Luke Skywalker. Thank you, Your Highness. No, Luke. Thank you. From the Rebel Alliance and from Leia Organa. What I did, I did for both, Leia. Oh, look, it's R2-D2. You're... Yes, Master Luke, he is completely repaired. Wonderful. And might we both offer you up sincere congratulations. Oh, thanks. And now you may turn to your comrades in arms and receive their ovation. How do you like being a hero, huh? <laughs> Some parts weren't too bad. I don't know, you want to do it again sometime? What do you say, Luke? <laughs> Shall we? It wouldn't surprise me at all. Star Wars, Episode 13 by Brian Daly, based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Featured in the cast were Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Bernard Behrens as Ben Kenobi, James Blendick as General Dodonna, David Clennon as Motti, Keen Curtis as Tarkin, Perry King as Han Solo, Brock Peters as Darth Vader, and Anne Sachs as Leia. Other players in the series were Adam Arkin, Joel Brooks, Clyde Burton, John Dukakis, Bruce French, David Allen Greer, Jerry Harden, John Harkins, Cynthia Herman, Scott Jacoby, Philip Collard, Meshach Taylor, Mark Vahanian, John Welsh, and Kent Williams. The series was directed by John Madden, with sound mixing and post-production by Tom Vigley. Music by John Williams. Sound design for Lucasfilm by Ben Burt. Story editor for the series was Lindsay Smith. Casting and production coordination by Mel Saar. Executive producer was Richard Toskin. Executive producer for Lucasfilm was Carol Teitelman. This is Ken Hiller. Star Wars was presented by National Public Radio in association with KUSC-FM Los Angeles with the cooperation of Lucasfilm Limited.